Welcome. So we are excited. This week we've been uh, on a journey with uh, overall in the five E's and we've been talking about election and this idea of being set apart and what it looks like for God to call us into relationship and to call us into purpose. And uh, as part of that, as Alicia shared over the last couple days, like this, this invitation to struggle, particularly yesterday with Jacob's story and his wrestling with God. And uh, this morning we have Eric here and, and his story is so powerful. Before we jump into that, we, we got some fun questions to ask, but um, we're excited to hear. And we just want to welcome Eric. I don't know how many of you know Eric Dick, but um, anyone know Eric from yeah, church and nice. So can we give him a, what is it, Thursday welcome? Yeah. So we will dive into the story, but uh, got some fun questions for you first, and uh, you can confirm you've never seen these questions. Sounds good. No, okay. I haven't seen them. Okay. All right. So these, these are rapid fire. Some do better than others on this, but um, so the idea is a quick answer and uh, no profanity. That's all we, all we say. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Nice. Favorite Tim's donut? None. Really? Yeah. Do you eat donuts at all, like anywhere? Um, maybe not really. (laughs) Okay. All right. A song that's blasting on the car radio while driving on a sunny day. Uh, general by dispatch. Okay. Windows down, like the whole deal down sunroof open sunroof. Nice. Okay. What do you drive? Uh, Mazda three. Very nice. What year? Uh, this one's a 16. Okay. I have a Mazda three. They're great cars (laughs) until they rest out. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm not there yet, but, uh, hamburgers or hot dogs? Hamburgers. Okay, we asked this question to students. What's more scary, waking up in the middle of the night with a clown on your bed or waking up in the morning and finding a note from the clown that's been sitting on your bed? Morning. The note? The note. Okay, now why? Because I wouldn't be fully with it to register the clown at night. (laughs) It would take me a bit to understand what's going on. Okay, so the full realization would come with with the note. Uh, High school class you absolutely despised? Biology. Bio. Anybody feel that pain? Any bio, like, haters in here? No? Well, not haters, but, you know, okay. <laughs> There's a few out there. Um, should homework be illegal? I never did it, so I have no experience with homework. Okay. None at all. Audience poll? Yes, no. Homework should be illegal? Yes. Really? Okay, not... Wow. How many say no? Okay, all right. Interesting. Uh, is Bigfoot real? Maybe somewhere. <laughs> Maybe somewhere. Okay, Maybe. I like that answer. Maybe. Okay. Uh, famous person you'd like to meet? Angus Young from ACDC. No way. <laughs> That's, yeah, that would be a blast. Okay, count of three. Just shout out the name of a person you would want to meet in real life. Ready? One, two, three. I heard Jesus and Kurt Cobain. <laughs> real life? <laughs> How many know who Kurt Cobain is out of curiosity? Okay, all right. Nirvana, wow, Good. that's going back. Um, if you're in a wildly successful rock band, what are you doing? Playing guitar. Playing guitar, nice. Uh, a word for Taylor Swift's music. I got nothing. I have nothing. <laughs> okay. All right, little audience, ready? Count of three. A word for Taylor Swift's music. One, two, three. Whoa, I don't know what happened there. <laughs> I heard crap. I did hear crap. Who? <laughs> Okay. heard a lot of trashes. <laughs> okay. Let's I, try that again. Maybe a little louder. All right. One, two, three. Awesome. Okay. I heard an awesome. It came in late. The awesome came in late after the trash. <laughs> okay. Uh, favorite fast food? 
Wendy's. Wendy's, nice. Who's yes? Any Wendy's fans? Okay, all right. A few of them out there. Uh, cottage on a lake or a penthouse condo on the beach? Lake. Cottage right. on the lake. Nice. And if you could go anywhere in the world for one month, all expenses paid, where would it be? I'd stay home and go on the river for a whole month. Like the Niagara and, River? And just float Above on the a, falls? Just below no, the lower falls. river and just float on our boat. No way. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. The simplest, simple things. That's awesome. Well, hey, Eric, as we dive in, um, yeah, we're going to get obviously into the story, but tell us a little bit about yourself, just uh, where, where you're from, where you grew up, what your hobbies and interests are. All I, that kind of stuff. I grew up in Virgil. Um, spent a lot of time with a handful of buddies, friends of ours owned a Polaris and John Deere dealership. So we spent a lot of time snowmobiling, dirt biking, uh, running around the fields, various vehicles and different things. Um, still do a lot of that. Uh, some of you I've gone dirt biking with and been out and about with. Um, now I've got a, been married for about 12-ish years and got two kids. <laughs> you might want to get more specific on that. Our wives tend to carry. We'll anyway. get into why I don't remember things and dates and names and places. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, yeah, and now I work at a stair and railing company with uh, Corson's open uncle. And, uh, yeah. Right on. Okay. So, a number of years ago, um, you are involved in a just horrific accident. And um, if you can take us back to that time and kind of walk us through those events if, if um, yeah if you're able to do that and how your life was impacted yeah so the winter and summer of 2004 I was on the out-of-town program through that winter and then met a, a friend and ended up working at a camp out west uh, in Manitoba for part of the summer and then I got asked to come back in the fall in that time my dad and I had bought a motorcycle spent a lot of time riding with a bunch of buddies about a year before my accident uh, my uh, best friend's dad was killed in a motorcycle accident in Agon Lake as well so the trauma of dealing with that with friends it's it's a tough thing to watch your friend um, go through something like that so, yeah, so fall of 2004, I was out west. I was following God. We were in a good place. I was working at a camp very, very similar to Camp Crossroads and just loving the fall being up there. I got uh, an idea late October to come back home to Niagara to visit my family. And a y 18 years ago today, I flew home from Winnipeg. And I went to my buddy's place and... I actually spent some time with the, I think it was grade 9 or 10 tech class that from Eden because they were shooting off their bottle rockets in my buddy's backyard. And then on November 4th, I surprised my mom for her birthday. And then on November 5th, I took my sister to our church, Orchard Park at the time, and dropped her off. She was heading up on some church retreat up or some retreat up to Camp Crossroads. Uh, I pounded down about half a pan of brownies got on my motorcycle and that's pretty much all I remember until about two and a half three weeks later I was apparently driving down Lakeshore Road towards Niagara Falls went through where is now a four-way stop but was a two-way intersection at the time and I was going through and a lady didn't look properly crossed the road with her car and I buried my motorcycle into the side of her car I remember nothing from about five minutes before and 
after that, I have no memory of it. Um, I've been told the story that I was buried into the side of the car. The first guy on scene thought I was dead, covered me up with a blanket, called the paramedics and whatnot. Air ambulance was called immediately, but there were cops on scene that came. They were pretty sure that was it. That was, I was gone. Um, and then one of the paramedics or firefighters noticed that there was movement under the sheet, pulled it back, uncovered me. They realized that I was still somewhat alive, and then they went to work. Um, they got me on the helicopter, flew me to Hamilton, got there right around the golden hour moment. Um, my heart stopped a couple of times on the helicopter, once on the helicopter, and then another as we entered the hospital. They brought me back with shock and CPR both times. And after that, it was straight up to surgeries. Um, my parents were called. My sister from Calgary was called to come home. My other sister was brought back from Camp Crossroads. And they were all told that I was going to die over the next day or so. If I lasted 48 hours, that would be an absolute astonishing miracle. Few days later, they realized that I was somewhat going to survive, and then they started saying, "Okay, well maybe he'll pull through, but there's going to be significant brain injury. There's going to be a lot of damage done. The quality of life will be minimal." Time went on, and God had His hand on me all through that process and on my family. There's a lot of people praying all over the country and all over the world, and God looked after me. And as time progressed the doctors parents my family realized that i'd hit my a certain milestone okay i was acknowledging them that's good so his brain is working a little bit okay he seems to be reacting to light because i had broken all the bones in my face arms leg my right leg was the only thing that wasn't broken into numerous pieces um so then they realized that i had a little bit of vision remaining in one eye and my mom was just praying that i would be able to see enough to interact and read and time went on, and the doctors were amazed at the slow but steady recovery. I was able to come home to my parents' place about six weeks after the accident. Their house was wheelchair accessible, so I didn't have to go to a rehab facility. Um, and from there on, the real hard work started. A lot of rehab. I went through about four and a half years, four or five years of rehab, and I lost count of the number of surgeries, somewhere around 15. I don't know anymore. The last one was about three or four years ago. But God had his hand on me. And even though the doctors were saying his vision is going to be significantly impaired, his brain is going to be significantly damaged, he won't be able to walk properly. He won't be able to do this. Each milestone, God carried me through. I still have, I did suffer a mild brain or a traumatic brain injury. So um, I forget names, nouns, places, I'll forget words, I'll lose my spot, a lot of that, but I've learned to cover with what's-her-face, I call both my kids buddy, so if I ever say to you, hey, what's going on, bud, it's because I can't remember your name, <laughs> um, but yeah, God was, God had his hand on us, in the years before my accident, God had been preparing myself and my family, just through study, my dad had kind of had a bit of a religious uh, conviction and um, as a family we really dug into the word and that carried us through some really hard times in the years after and in the years before because 
My accident was one of several over the course of years from about 2002 to 2006. And yeah, God, God carried us through by looking after us and also helping us prepare when the times were good for when the times were bad. Mm. Yeah, in the midst of the, all the struggle and the rehab and just everything, Eric, even as you were conscious of some of the things as time went on, like what were some of the emotions and things that you were feeling and you know, places where you just significant moments where God just spoke or stepped in in terms of that whole process? But what were you feeling? Like, what was going through? There was a really big surgery a year after my accident where I basically had my cheeks and nose and eye orbits all reconstructed. And going into that surgery, I knew it was going to be a long process of recovery afterwards. And I didn't need to go through it, but it was a good idea to in the end. Um, but that was a terrifying experience. And the level of comfort that I felt going into that surgery in just the minutes an hour before... Um, we had prayed and prayed and prayed for peace, and I just did not feel it going into that surgery. And then just shortly before that was, before the painkillers were given, I got, I felt the peace. Um, there was a lot of anger after my accident. The lady that hit, I hit, uh, she came out of it fine. She had no regrets. She was not the cause of the problem. She, she did nothing wrong. Um... And so there was a lot of anger towards her and, well, also towards her son, who I knew the family. I had mowed her lawn for part of a summer at one point. And praying and just studying, going through scripture and learning that just because things are hard, A, doesn't mean it's always going to be hard. And it also doesn't mean it's necessarily going to get easier and that you have to rest in that comfort um, when things are difficult. You can't just say, oh, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Well, sometimes it's another train. And sometimes there is hope. Or there's always hope. Jesus always gives us hope, but it's not always the hope that we expect it to be. Well, are, have you found that there's just significant things you've learned about yourself or about God, the lessons learned along the journey? Like, um, yeah, any, any new kind of sort of revelations that way, like lessons? A lot of the lessons I learned is um, I've learned a lot about patience and slowing down and focusing on where you are at at any given time rather than where you want to be or where you are about to be. Um, rest in the time that you have and the people that you are with because they may not always be there. Life circumstances change. And, yeah, that's a big thing. Um, the other thing I learned is that if you're going to pray for patience or if you're going to pray for God's understanding, you had uh, better mean it because God doesn't really teach us. We don't learn lessons through easiness. It's just like in school. you got to be stretched and pulled. And you have to be careful and be honest when you say that, oh, well, God, I want to learn this because then be, intent be attentive about it. Don't just be passive. God usually steps into those requests when we, when we ask. Yeah. yeah. Uh, before we ask about you know, maybe a challenge you might give to the group, I, I do have to ask, why the Green Bay Packers? My dad did some work in Green Bay, and he brought me home a pullover starter jacket. I can still picture it. And this was the early 90s. Mm. Everyone was Cowboys fans. Everyone. 
So everyone had the same starter jacket as Cowboys, and I had a Packers one. And that just stuck from there on out. That stuck. Can't explain it. All right. Very cool. Well, hey, as, as you think about your journey and all that's gone on with the events of that accident and, and how God uh, has sustained you and, and just reflecting this morning with the team that you're here, which is amazing, Eric, so amazing. What would you share with this group, you know, just to inspire, encourage them in their faith? Anything that you would want to leave with them as, as they think about their own journey in life and following God? To be attentive to God. Um, don't. I had a lot of friends that were waiting for God's call, and especially when they were in grades 11 and 12. God, what school is God going to call me to? Where am I going to get called? Every The big focus was on being called. And while God does call us sometimes to something specific, um, God also wants us to use our brains and to be attentive to him and not just wait for a miraculous revelation about all these hard decisions that are coming up. Uh, God can use ditch diggers, God can use doctors and engineers. And it doesn't mean you're lesser or you're pursuing a less significant career. Um, God needs us where we are going to be, and he will use us where we are going to be. Very cool. Can we say thank you to Eric for for being here? Um, Are you up for, we've we've got a couple minutes, are you up for like questions from the audience? Absolutely. Yeah. Any, anyone have a question that uh, yeah, they might want to ask Eric um, just about the journey and different pieces? Anybody have any questions you would want to ask? Um, resolution with the driver. Uh, I had to go through the court process when she was being fined. Um, and then uh, about a year, two, in, two or so years after my accident, I read her obituary. So, no. <laughs> she had advanced stages of MS and had passed away not long after my accident. Any, any questions? What uh, what can we pray for moving forward? Do you have other potential, like, do you still rehab things, uh, possible surgeries, anything, Eric, we can? There's not a lot that is ongoing otherwise, other than just dealing with chronic pain okay. and issues from that. Okay. Um, but there is a, a situation with a previous employer that, um, when mask exemptions came along, I had one, and things did not go smoothly with that. And that has been like the biggest burden that we've had over my wife and I have had to deal with over the last couple of years. Okay. Yeah, definitely. We'll, we'll pray for that. You shared a little bit this morning about that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we want to take time to pray, and um, and before you head out, got a couple quick announcements. But uh, again, can we just say thank you? I appreciate so much, Eric, your story. And, yeah. Anytime. Yeah. And you, uh, we, we figured out you graduated from Eden 2003, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, okay, 2003. Yeah, let's pray. Um, God, we're so grateful that you sustained Eric's life through events and circumstances that seemed so impossible. Um, and, and yet, God, he's here by your hand and by your grace and your mercy. And thank you that 
um, his heart is about following you and serving you and, and sharing his story and, and where you met him uh, through the struggle over so many years. And, and God, we continue to just to pray for uh, the chronic pain that he feels from the injuries sustained, and we pray that there would be even further miraculous healing, that um, that chronic pain would be lessened and, and even be removed, God. And so we also pray for open doors for Eric as he shares his story at different places, that you would um, use his faith and his testimony uh, to inspire others towards you, Jesus. And as his family faces uh, this uh, tricky piece with a former employer, God, we pray for resolution. Uh, we pray for just a, a reasonable outcome and, and give them peace and hope and strength, uh, endurance uh, through the process as well, and just continue to cover and protect their family. Um, and again, Lord, we're so grateful for this space and, and for this week and being able to dig into your word and, and hear real-life stories of those who have struggled immensely beyond what we could imagine and, and yet uh, stands in Christ. And so we're thankful for that. Uh, so bless us as we head out, and we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Uh, before you head out, uh, today, senior guys, we've got uh, the Foundry in the SLC, so come check it out, and uh, we're starting a new series, um, Big Questions, Bigger Answers, and uh, bring somebody with you, because we had some great conversation in the Junior uh, Foundry on, on Tuesday, and are looking forward to today as well. Epirea, um packets or applications, so that's for our student leadership track they're uh now due on monday 3 30 so you've got to have those in end of the day um again tomorrow we we don't have obvious obviously insight into what's happening but we understand that if there is work action the school will be closed so um yeah we'll keep you posted <laughs> from there but uh, thanks for being here today and uh, again celebrate you if you have not signed up for a friday uh, to grab some lunch with us with some friends please make sure you sign up for a friday and god bless us have a great day